Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to try this one more time this week. Um, we've got our first repeat offender guest, considering this didn't work the first time due to um, some technical difficulties, and I didn't change the batteries in my equipment. So, How you doing, Amy? I'm good. How are you? Happy Friday. Uh, yes, happy Friday. Um, we're here today with Amy uh, with Because Cosmetics. Um, she is a uh, makeup artist. Uh, she does weddings, uh, maternity photos, and a bunch of other stuff I don't know anything about. Boudoir, senior photos, anything. Date night, anything you want. Awesome. <laughs> so, I guess let's start with your company because. Uh, what are they all about? Because the, the logo is interesting um, due to the fact because the the B is not bold and the cause is bold in the, the word because. Yes. So tell us a little So the story behind the logo is that we're all about truth, beauty, and goodness and we want to make the world a bigger, better, beautiful place. So... The word cause is because we donate 3% of every product right off the top to a charity that we as affiliates pick. So we've done domestic violence, we've done veterans, we did um, food banks during COVID. Um, so we're very big on the cause and paying it forward. So that's why when you look at the logo, the cause is in bold letters. Because you want to be the cause, be the change. Mm. That's the main reason that I joined this company. I mean, I knew Andrew from, he worked with Sensi, and then he went on to Perfectly Posh. So I've known him for over 10, 15 years. So I, I mean, if he would tell me to sell toilet paper on the side of the road, I would just because I know his ethics and his morals and where he stands. So this is why I switched over to this company. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's probably the uh, like, you know, the about the company. It's like the deepest thing we've ever had on the podcast. Oh, really? That's way too deep for this show. <laughs> We're gonna have to <laughs> wind it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's always good to give back. It's always good to um, try to make some good in the world because it's all it's all fucked up. That's a fact. Um, Truth. So, why makeup? How'd you get involved with makeup? How'd you get decide to take the leap to uh, get into makeup and well, all that? I mean, every girl likes makeup. I started wearing my grandma's makeup. I mean, back in the 60s, remember those red lip colors and they kind of smelled a little bit? And she always used this powder that smelled a little bit. I wasn't alive in the 60s. Okay. I'm old. I'm older than Mr. Dusty here too, by the way. <laughs> um, so I always, you know, my mom wore makeup, my grandma wore makeup. So you're a girl, you wear makeup. Um, when I started with Because in 2018, um, I knew makeup, but I didn't know a lot about it. But once I started getting into the products and ingredients, that's kind of where it kind of took off. And then I really started getting into classes and learning more 
about how you are like really supposed to put it on your face. There is a right and a wrong way to put makeup on your face, actually. So, like, what is that? So, like, if you're going to... Because, I mean, I know... I know if you're going to do makeup on a person, because I know if you do TV or a lot of camera work, mm-hmm. that um, even they do makeup on guys, too, just mm-hmm. it smooths out their skin and it makes it look better on the camera and everything. Mm-hmm. So how do you figure out what to put on someone's face? So there's a lot of questions that are going to go into what I ask my clients. So I'm going to look at... For you, for an example, I'm going to look at your undertone. Everyone has different undertones. You're a yellow, red, or neutral. Skin tone and undertone are two different things. So I have to look at your undertone. Do you have any skin issues? Acne. Cystic acne is huge in a lot of females because they have PCOS and things like that. Are you oily? Are you dry? Are you combo? Um, Everybody has texture. We all have wrinkles. We're never going to hide that unless you get Botox. <clears throat> yes, I have gotten Botox, and it works. Um, so it just depends. Film, I will tell you, film and camera is going to take off 50% of what you actually see. So if you're sitting in the chair and you're like, whoa, that's way too much makeup, it's not going to show up on film or camera because it's going to slice at 50% off. Really? Mm-hmm. And this makeup that I use is actually 4K ready. So it actually works well with film and camera because I'm not going to get flashback. The video um, camera person isn't going to get flashback. Um, and it actually works better the longer it sits on your skin. It kind of just like melts into your skin. Hmm. It's crazy like how it works and like what ingredients make what work. Um but yeah, the camera will slice fifty percent off. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, just to paint the picture, because no, but we're not doing a video on this podcast yet. Um, so we're sitting in her studio, and she has pictures of some of her clients around on the walls here, and none of them in the photos look like they have a whole lot of makeup on. They don't look like Mimi from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> they don't look like that. Yeah, yeah. on camera. On camera. Yeah. And they don't, and I'm not saying like they look bad when they're here, but I get a lot of clients that don't wear a lot of makeup. Um, so when you put makeup on, it's shocking for a minute, you know, but you have to kind of like tell them, you know, this is what's going to happen, you know, during your ceremony. And then this is why you kind of just go a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to make you look like a clown, I promise. Well, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, so, and I've got four or five questions in my head. I'm trying to get them all out. And uh, The wheels are spinning. Oh, yeah, they're spinning probably too fast because <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the things I asked you the last time when all of this didn't work. Right. And we lost half the audio and all that good stuff. <laughs> And so, so because gives back Mm -hmm. and in the makeup world, what are the big things that makes because 
cosmetics products stand out from all the other competitors? Um, okay. So they're cruelty free, which a lot of companies are. Um, a lot of the products are vegan. There's some products in there that um, do contain ingredients um, that aren't vegan. Um, we're paraben free, sulfate free, um, and we've also met um, European standards, which to meet that criteria, Europe bans 1900 ingredients in their products. So you have to be able to meet that ingredient list. And that's a huge deal. The US only bans 13 ingredients in their products. So you are putting literally wax on your face, animal oil, whatever on your face. That's why your face gets clogged, you break out, you don't have good skincare. But European standards, um, it's 1900 ingredients. That's a huge, huge deal. So they ban 1900 mm -hmm. ingredients? Mm -hmm. So they've got a list of 1900 things you can't use. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. has? 13. So well, that tells you. That seems very American. I mean, it really does. <laughs> and I honestly, I don't, I haven't broke out from this makeup in the five years that I've been with the company. If I get a breakout, it's because I ate something greasy. It's a stress breakout from dealing with my parents, their health, whatever. But I do not break out from this makeup anymore. Well, no, that's, well, that, I guess that's a good thing. I've never had a, uh, uh, acne problem. Um, most guys, some guys do, don't get me wrong, some guys do, but most of the time a guy's problem with acne stops when he starts shaving because he scrapes a layer of skin Ouch. off his face. What's what you do when you shave? Even if, like, I don't shave, I have a full beard, but, like, if I do, I, I don't, when I did fully shave, I never broke out. Because literally, but I learned to shave with a straight razor. So, oh. and I still do today. I shave with a straight razor. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so, like, do you use, like, the brush with the, like... No, I just use regular, like, shaving cream and stuff oh. like that. But it's only because it's convenient. Oh. And... Like my grandpa did the whole brush and the yeah and you and the container and yeah you can do that and you take the 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 foam off off the yeah. thing and, and do that but it's just easier it's for cheaper it's cheaper like I bought my last box of blades five years ago oh wow and I I change my blade out every week when I shave. I'm not allowed sharp objects. I have a habit of cutting myself, so I just stick with, like, electric razors when I'm shaving Greg's face. Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah, and well, shaving <laughs> somebody else is a, uh, it's a tricky thing. Um, I had to shave my dad when he was sick a few times, and that's, that's a different ball game. But it's the, with a straight razor, it's the same technique. If you stretch the skin, you go against the grain. And it so it's like dermaplaning almost, because I take a razor and dermaplane my face and scrape the dead skin off my face. So it's kind of like that. It's pretty much, yeah. It's, it only with a guy, you're going to take your beard with it. Huh. You know, if you had a bazillion hair follicles on your face, like most guys do, yeah, when you microderm or whatever they call that. It's dermaplane. Dermablade. <laughs> But doesn't that hurt? Like, doesn't it pull your hairs? Doesn't it, like, pull in the hairs? No, because the, the blade is so sharp it cuts them. And that's how you can tell when your blade's getting dull 
is you can feel the hairs pull, and then you need to switch your blade out. And then it's almost like a burn, like a like a razor burn. If if you if it gets too dull, right? If you do it wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of technique, and the angle you hold the razor. Um, you're like you don't want to hold. You want to hold it, kind of. So on a straight razor, I use a barber's straight razor, which has interchangeable. I can change out the blades. So if I would have to shave somebody else or somebody would want me to, I could. I'm not licensed to by any means, but <laughs> I can. Um, I can give them a new blade. Oh. So you, there's a bevel. Even on a barber's razor, there's a bevel to it. And that's kind of the guide, or like how I was taught, that you want to shave with, that, with the bevel kind of against your skin, and you, oh. and you stretch the skin. Like you pull it up. You know, I do my neck, I, you know. Pull it. Pull it, yeah, and I go against the grain. So so the trick is, when you're shaving, like, I know which way the hair grows on my neck, on my face. I had to figure it out last time I shaved. But, uh, you know, when you're doing somebody else, that's why you rub, they do the hot towel shave. A barber's doing a hot towel shave for two reasons. One, it softens the hair follicles on the face. Right. And two, he's figuring out which way the hair grows on your face. And he's checking your face for bumps, moles. I mean, because a, a straight razor will it'll cut a mole right off your face. If you if you got a mole, it's coming off, and huh. you won't even know you did it until the you know you got a red river running out of your. I mean, I figured it was to soften the hairs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you get a pedicure or they soak your nails because they don't want to cut hard nails. Yeah. So that makes sense, but I didn't know about like bumps and. Yeah, he's fig- yeah. That's why they they'll rub they'll rub the lather in and soap into your beard before they put the hot towel on. They're huh. figuring out where everything's at. That's kind of cool. I learned something new today. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even know they still made those kind of blades. Oh yeah, yeah. You I you got to order them. You can go to a few places and have them. Um, but mostly you order them off the internet now. Online. Um, like Walmart doesn't have them. Oh. They've got them for the safety razors. But not a uh, not a, a cutthroat razor, right? Um, I have both. I have a really nice Damascus razor that was given to me um, by a friend of mine who makes knives, and it's excellent. But I just I don't want to get a leather strap out and strap the thing, and it, it's oh. just too pretty to use. It, you know, <laughs> right? It, it's in a nice case, and it looks nice. It's super fancy. It's just I don't want. It's too nice to use. It's I a display piece. I don't want to mess it up. Well, yeah, it's... <laughs> that makes sense. That's so kind of yeah. cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, but that's huge if a product doesn't break you out. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about what's in our products, it's pretty gross. I mean, soap, shampoo, lotion. I try to use as clean a product as I can. Um, and Andrew's big on that. He's big on using, like... Essential oils or things from the earth, lavender, sunflower oil, grapeseed oil, anything that's healthy for you and your body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, when you got in, when you got into makeup, what, I mean, what do you do? You go to school, you do online classes, they have, like, seminars you go to. I mean, how do you learn to do that? And when I say that, I'm pointing at all these photos of these, of these people that, that brides and, and uh, yourselves on the wall. But mostly, I see brides, mostly brides. Um, 
how do you learn to do that? Like, I guess you have to. I mean, because there's a lot of different looks. I mean, I I see I see women all the time out and about that that uh their makeup's all different. Yes. It's all different. Yes. So how do you learn to do that? So. One of the perks in the company is that you get free training. Mm-hmm. So we have actually makeup artists on staff, and they do, they call them beauty broadcasts, or they'll do um, Tip Tuesday or something like that. So we actually learned a lot through the company. Um, and then it just kind of took off there for me, and I started doing things online. Um, I've worked with other artists who have studios here and I've done like um shadowing with them Mm -hmm. um and then I just kind of kept taking it farther and farther so that I learned how to airbrush um because traditional application and airbrush are two different things so traditional application I'm assuming would be with a brush a brush a beauty blender a sponge um airbrush is an airbrush it's like it's an airbrush gun. Yeah, you're just feeding makeup through it. I'm yeah. sure it's especially a special gun for makeup. I'm sure it's not like one you use to paint a car. Or right. Special art, like artwork or anything like that. Right. It's a, It's specifically made. There's foundation out there that's specifically made for that airbrush. Um, now, gun. do you just airbrush the foundation? No. Or can you airbrush all of it? All of it. You can do blush, contour, eyeshadow. You can do a whole face with airbrushing the majority of people just want their face airbrushed and then you can like do their eye look and their lip look but there's this novelty behind airbrushing honestly um i'm not a fan of airbrushing i would rather do traditional makeup because i can still get the same effect of airbrush as i can with a traditional just by skin prep moisturizing making sure people exfoliate and then how I apply the makeup. I can get the same flawless look doing a traditional application that I can with an airbrush. Hmm. Hmm. It's just personal preference and it's just airbrush is a novelty idea. People are like, oh my gosh, I'm getting airbrush. It's like you're pushing air through the gun. It's really all it is. Yeah, air in a product. It's probably the same product that you're putting on their face traditionally. It's just made for an airbrush. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of I don't want to say misconceptions, but I there's just a, people just don't understand what's out there, um, and if you actually just do the proper technique and you do the proper skin prep, you could still get the same effect. Yeah, yeah. So you saying that makes a lot more sense. Why they refer to it as a makeup artist? Mm-hmm. Because you're with the brushes, I could see you're mm-hmm. actually by hand. It's actually a craft. It's not you're just not just spray painting somebody's face. I can tell you, if you do what I tell you to do in regards to your skin prep and waxing and exfoliating, and I prep your skin, I can go to Walgreens and get L'Oreal foundation, or I could get a hundred and fifty dollar Tom Ford foundation, and I can guarantee you, I can make it look the same because it's all about the skin prep and how I apply it. Hmm. Promise you that. And honestly. Expensive isn't always better either because I buy, I still buy some drugstore stuff that I use. Mm -hmm. It's called NYX. They have the best eyeliners 
that stay and I can use them for for highlighting your brow they have bomb lip pencils that are perfect for brides I mean there's a lot of products out there at the drugstore that you can use hmm. you don't have to buy expensive yeah I do have some like I will admit I just bought some Dior stuff this week which yeah I don't know what that is. Dior is like Christian Dior. It's a high-end designer like uh, Chanel, Gucci. So okay. I do get some high-end products in my kit. One, I just want to see how they work. Um, you know, because you see it on TikTok or you see it on Facebook or Instagram. So I want to see, is it really worth the price that I just paid or is it going to go in the garbage later? Mm, okay. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's that's nice that you're not... I guess you're not, I guess, I'm sure you use a lot of your company's products. I do. But it's nice that you don't have an, ex, you're not exclusively bound. Well, now let's be honest, like, do you just shop at one store? Well, no, but I know a lot of, I know a lot of folks that have that. Mentality? Know, no, not that they're, they're not even in the makeup world, but they, they. So I know a guy that has a welding shop. He only sells one kind of wire. And in his shop, since he sells it, he has to use it. Okay. So he can't go out, even though it might be better wire, you know, because yeah. he sells Blue Devil. That's all he can use in his okay. fabrication. And when the reps come in, if they pull a welder and it's got Hobart wire in it, okay, they're yeah. wanting to know what the hell, you know. Because... So you're peddling a product you're not using. Right. So that's saying. the cool part about because is he knows not everyone's just going to use one product. Mm -hmm. Like Unique, Lime Life, you can't even go on a live or hold a different product. You'll get fired from their companies. Yeah. So Andrew knows no one uses just one product. He actually encourages you to other, use other products along with his product. Mm. Um, so I do carry a lot of the items in my pro kit. Um, you know, some of them just aren't good for bridal, like some of the eyeshadow palettes, it's like, there's a really bright one. If I was doing, maybe if I was doing like a model shoot maybe, or something fun, I would probably whip that, you know, eye palette out. But for the majority, it's pinks, mauves, neutrals, browns, just kind of like what you see. Yeah. You know, because you don't want your face walking down the aisle before you are, mm -hmm. you know, at your wedding. So, yeah. you know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just showed up and done what I was told. <laughs> You're like, I have to be here at this time, dressed, ready to go. Yep. <laughs> That's usually how it is. Yep. I did the <laughs> typical guy thing. Yeah. Don't show up drunk and be there on time. <laughs> yep. Make sure you're dressed, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's how that works. For sure. So, I'm assuming in the bridal world, you've probably dealt with some doozies um, of some people. Yeah, I, I had to fire someone recently. I fired a client. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So how big of a bitch do you have to be to get to have someone that you're paying fire you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she was at the top. I mean, um, it, it and I think she just lost her mind. Honestly, she commented on a post on Facebook, and I commented back that she posted that this company was still open. And I said, no, it's not. It closed. And she went off on a tangent, then blocked me on Facebook, then messages me 
and was like, who do you think you are? You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, whoa, girl, whoa. Then blocks me on Messenger before I can respond. So I got on my business page and I'm like, you know that I'm supposed to be doing your wedding in October, right? And you're not going to come at me sideways. So you're fired. I'm keeping your deposit, by the way, because it's non-refundable and it's in your contract. And good luck. Godspeed. I wish you well on your purple, black, and silver wedding that you're having. Peace out, homie. I mean, her dress was purple and black. That was her wedding dress. And she wanted purple, black, and silver eyeshadow. Okay, gentlemen, I, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. If you're getting married and your old lady wears anything but a white dress, problems. Run away quickly. Yeah. I mean, she was a real peach. And then she got on the vending group. I, I'm in a bunch of wedding groups, so people look for... Photographers, florists, things like that, decorations, you know, because everyone's reselling things. And she's unfortunately still looking for a makeup artist. So good luck, girl. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would imagine, like, like I, you know, I, I don't meet a lot of other podcasters because it's a very small community. These microphones are intimidating for whatever reason. And, and people are just afraid to talk these days. You know, they're afraid of a lot of things. Like, there's... Of offending someone, or someone's feelings are going to get hurt, or... Yeah, we have a butthurt report, by the way. If anything we say on the show offends you, please <laughs> fill out the butt report, email it to the Tattooed Gentleman Podcast at yahoo.com, and we will address your grievance on the air, and by address, I mean make fun of you. So... Um, and you should probably hand those out at work. Mm, I have. I did once. It got got me in a little trouble. Really? I'll hand them out at my work. Yeah. I might need them here, actually. I mean, those would be pretty good for some... I mean, I've, I've had some bridezillas. I've had to calm, calm them down. Like, I mean, I had one lady who... I think I did her trial. Because I do makeup trials. We do your look before your day. Mm -hmm. I want it nailed down, and I write everything down. So when I show up, I'm ready to go. Boom. I'm done with you in 45 minutes i've timed myself down that i can get in and out with you in 45 minutes and i can get on to the next person because well, i got to reset my my brushes and stuff and i need 15 minutes to reset and that seems like a that seems pretty reasonable and actually fairly convenient mm -hmm. given the fact that i know a wedding day it, well a wedding day is hectic all the way around but mm -hmm. i mean you got times like uh -huh. You've only got a set amount of time before you have to be there and this show has to start. That's why, you know, I have to know, like, up front, how many people, um, when does your your ceremony start? Are you doing pictures beforehand? What are you doing? Like, there's mm -hmm. all this, there's a lot of scheduling. I have to work with the photographer and this person and that person. Are you getting hair? Are you just getting makeup? I mean, it's a lot of, like, wheels in motion. So, are you... Or is that 45 minutes per person? Uh-huh. So if the... Oh, wow. That that could be a long day. I mean, you're talking... You, yeah. I that, started at 5 a.m. some days. Oh, yeah, I bet. And I... you Because you're basically talking about an hour. Uh-huh. And I travel, too. So, you know, the trials are usually done here. Um, but I travel to you on the day of the wedding, but I've traveled to Lebanon, Missouri, Rolla, Cape. I've been to Wisconsin, Illinois. I mean, I will travel. We've, um, there's a destination wedding coming up. I think I'm going to Florida or Texas, I think. Um, and when you do those destination weddings like that, whether it's Hawaii, Texas, wherever, they pay my airfare and my hotel. 
And then they also pay me for my services. I think a lot of people, like, don't understand that, though. Like, I'll pay for my food, but you have to pay for everything else. So. Yeah. But I will travel to you. But, um, I mean, if you think if you have seven people, you have to, like, figure out when you're going to start. Because if they have pictures at 1 o'clock, I got to get going early. Yeah, seven people. You you need seven hours. Uh Uh-huh. But. That's where or I have... six hours and 45 minutes. And then I also have... If I have, like, that many people, I have people that help me. So I actually work with a lot of other artists in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about community, not competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked on set with other people. They've worked with me. So it kind of just helps if I know, you know, beforehand what's going on. Now... I also have, like, a lot of rules on my contract. Like, you can't make changes 60 days before your wedding. There's no adding people. There's, you know, if you get rid of people, that's fine. But we're not adding anybody else. Like 60 you... days out? Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Why? Okay, why 60 days? Because I'm thinking, like, 30. Mm-hmm. 30. Is that too long? So if you have to do a trial mm-hmm. and then you have to get it. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. Now, 30 days, if you cancel... You don't get anything back. Yeah. Um, I give you. I allow you one change date for free. So, example, COVID happened. People had to change their mm-hmm. dates a lot. So I gave you one free change. Now, if you change it again, then you start getting charged. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like a do-over. So I will work with you, but mm-hmm. you know, if I don't lay down the ground rules. People are just going to walk all over you. And oh, that's, yeah. And that, you know that. That's mm-hmm. in life, even. So, you kind of have to be firm. Yeah, people, you, you're treated the way you're allowed. The way you allow people to treat you. Exactly. And so, yeah, and when especially when there's a timetable involved. And a wedding is much like, a wedding is just logistics. It is. And, you like, wedding planners are just really good at logistics. Mm-hmm. And they're handling the schedule and the timing and... and but in this thing, when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with big events and you're dealing with a wedding, you're going to have two people that you got to make happy, a bride and the mother of the bride. Mm-hmm. That's usually how that works. So once they're taken care of, everything else is going to fall in line. But but they got to, if they're happy, it's going to be smooth. But if they're freaking out, you, I mean, it's going to make it hard on everybody. Well, and that's where, too, like your personality comes in. So. You know, typically the bride and the mother of the bride are usually the last two people to be done. Mm-hmm. Th- second to last, third to last. You don't want them first, you don't want them last. Um, but timing, like you said, is everything. I did a wedding in Eureka. Um, I had to be there at 7. I got there at 6.45, probably 6.40. Um, got into the room. They're all asleep. They're still hungover from the night before. And it's like, okay wake up let's go like because on some days when i have an early start day like that i can still go to another wedding Mm -hmm. so i can hit one in the morning and then i can do one if there's a saturday night wedding or if someone needs makeup done for date night or something Mm -hmm. so i mean not to be rude but i gotta haul ass out of there because i need to get to my next appointment yeah Yeah. Yeah. you can you can schedule yourself multiple clients yeah yeah well yeah they and that's the thing that people got to understand i mean it's a business i mean you got to run your business it is and i think a lot of times they don't understand that right and 
and I could see where, you know, I could see where, you know, destination weddings, they are expensive, but that's why they're expensive. Because you're bringing your your favorite makeup artist, your DJ, your team, everything Everybody. with you. If they'll travel. A lot of folks won't travel. Um, I mean, I think it's getting better, though. I think more people are starting to travel. But, I mean, COVID messed a lot of things up. I mean, people were really scrambling last year to get dates. And they were still, it's still busy this year. And I'm already booking into next year, honestly. So. Well, yeah, COVID. It did a. A number on COVID proved a great many things. It showed a <laughs> lot of chinks in the armor in uh, in society in general. Yeah. Um, and it really showed you who people were. You know, you figured out who were who just lives in a bubble and is scared of the world, and you learned who. You know real people that could handle their business and knew how to behave and know how to conduct themselves <laughs> and they really are. And, you know, it it really I found out a lot of people that I thought were just real, you know, hardcore folks that that they were just a bunch of pussies. Yeah. I mean and and would so you you lose and I can understand being afraid. I get that. COVID was serious. I'm not making light of it. People died. And you need to take precautions. Yeah, but but when you have... But folks died because dumbass people in charge put COVID patients in nursing homes with the most vulnerable people we had. Right. Well, that's genius. And, you know, you know like, my parents were in a nursing home, and, you know, my dad died right when COVID started, and my mom's still in the nursing home, and... They wouldn't let us in to see her. They let us in, you know, the day he died to tell her she's not going to remember because she has Alzheimer's, which that's a blessing in disguise because she's not going to remember any of this and us not being there. She still thinks it's Christmas. So, I mean, you know, we're good. But, you know, you just have to be careful. You know, Greg was born with a liver transplant. He's immunosuppressed. Mm -hmm. So I've always, like, washed my hands and used hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. It's just it's been our life for 27 years. So when this hit, we were like, okay, we just got to step up our game a little bit. Yeah, you're not doing anything you haven't been doing for the last two decades. And he works at a hospital. And he didn't get it. You know, because... And I I need Greg to get sick a little bit because I need him to build up his immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want him to get COVID, but like yeah, a but cold yeah. and stuff there's like a, that. There's, you, a, there's a difference between... Um, <laughs> Let's uh let's get the cold or let's get some man-made right. virus that was done right. in a lab in China. But I mean, <laughs> don't want to quite step his game up that high. Right. <laughs> but I've been blessed that he didn't, you know, get sick. And then, you know, we went. We just came back from Atlanta. And to be honest, you know, he's vaxxed and double boosted. We didn't wear masks down there. Was I worried about it a little bit? Yeah. But it was hotter than bananas down there. Walking around with a mask was just not an ideal situation at a NASCAR race, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, well, if we get it, we get it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, I I had it. Oh, and, you did? Oh, yeah, I had it oh. over New Year's. Oh, fun. And, Happy uh, New Year to you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the week between Christmas and New Year's, we had it. All of you got it? Yeah, all of us. Ooh. So, and so the COVID thing... Everybody's experience is different, but when you have like a super sketch experience like I did, 
it makes you question everything. So like, I tested on Tuesday for the day job. And because my job required me to get tested every Tuesday, so I did. And Thursday I get my results back, and I'm negative. So I'm going into New Year's thinking everything's dandy. We went to Trans-Siberian Orchestra on uh, uh, Thursday night. Everything was golden, right? Friday morning, wake up sick as a dog. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Sick as a dog. Go around, get tested. I do the nose swab at home business. It pops positive. Okay. All right. Well, I just tested negative on Tuesday. I'm positive today. So I call around. Well, apparently it was the, a huge outbreak in our area. And all the, they were all swamped. So I literally went down. I finally found a place that would do it. But I waited four and a half hours in my car to get tested. Oh which was fine. Gosh. I was, you know, I had a charger. I had a full tank of gas. It was fine and dandy. And I just sat and watched Netflix on my phone. Oh, my lanta. Yeah, and so I go in, get tested. You know, she said, well, it may take a while to get... It takes uh, seven to ten days to get the results back. What? Yeah. Um. So, I get tested. I'm... I do my quarantine, I do 14 day quarantine, all that stuff, everything, that's the time it was 14 days, you know. Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. I'm off, two weeks, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. And I, I find out the day my quarantine's over that, yeah, I had, yeah, I had uh, um, COVID and I, I, I had Delta. Because they told me what kind. So I had Delta. But they told me, they said, well, you might qualify for monoclonal antibodies, but we'll have to get the test results back in three to five days. Well, you just told me it was going to be seven to ten days before I got it back. Oh, my So gosh. that tells me right there, I, you know, I hope I don't get this super bad. <laughs> if this is as bad, it, but it wasn't. I had I had some fatigue for about three days. So was it like, the, like you felt like you had the flu? I was just tired. That's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Um, but, so full disclosure, I had weight loss surgery a few years ago, and I went on a two-week liquid diet. I felt like I did on the end of that. Just no energy. Didn't yeah. want to move. And if I did move, like just getting up and walking into the bathroom and walking back down to the couch, I was done for three hours. Like I had no energy. So that's all it was. And at the, literally the end, on day four, fine. That's crazy. Day four, 100% fine. And the next week and a half, I was working on my Jeep every day in the shop, just fine. That's crazy. Yep. Kids, yeah, kids had it for, I don't know, a day. They were like real sick for like a day. Well, I mean, Greg's work, they still have to wear masks, so... But, you know, the you mask know. thing in a hospital makes a lot of sense. It does. Like, it makes, like, why weren't we doing that before? Yeah, I agree. That's kind of where all the sick people are. Exactly. You think you'd want to wear a mask where all the sick people are. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, you know. I know. Crazy. But the thing, the thing is, though, I mean, the masks. Now, if you're wearing an N95, I get it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, if you're wearing the N95, okay, 
you know, when I recently had a, a good friend of mine's mom uh, pass away suddenly, and we, you know, I went to the hospital and everything, and I wasn't wearing an N95, but I was thinking, you know what, I'd probably be wearing an N95, because this thing I got on my face don't do anything. <laughs> right. You know, it, but it, I wasn't worried about it and all that stuff, so... But the N95 works. Mm-hmm. But these cloth things we're wearing don't do anything. We're just virtue signaling to each other that <laughs> I'm concerned. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they don't allow cloth at Greg's work. You have to wear the paper or the N95. Yeah. And he he does the N95. Yeah. But I don't see how the paper's any better than a cloth. I don't either. Honestly, they're so thin. I mean... Yeah, unless they've got a pl- it's solid plastic, and that's I I, yeah, no. I I don't get it. No, I don't either. But I mean, I you know, and I have um, a COVID protocol in my contract. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I have a lot of what ifs in my contract. Accident, floods. We just got done with flash flooding here. You know, you can't control Mother Nature. So I have a lot of. Um, Force majeure, I think we call it in my contract. And yeah, there's force COVID, majeure. Yeah. yeah, and then there's I, I put in COVID protocols. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, force majeure. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what that is, it basically means when you're not able to fill, um, the terms of your contract and it's out of your control, mm-hmm. like act of God, tornado. Your uh, gallbladder goes out. Yeah, your appendix busture, something that you can't control, like you got COVID. So, you know, that's force majeure for those yeah. of you out there that don't know what that is. Yeah. It's a fancy legal term. Latin. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. But it covers me and it covers you. Yeah. And and with that, you know, I will try to find someone to replace me. Like, I will do my darnest, you know, to make sure everything's good. But it's in there just in case. Well, yeah. and But that's, that's just good business. That's good business all the way around. It is. Yeah. So... You got a nice little studio here. Yeah. Fun story. I sold everything in my upstairs. So I sold the living room set, the dining room, while my husband was away traveling for work. Comes home, everything's gone, and he's like, are we moving? I'm like, nope. But I have this crazy idea. This is what I want to do. And Of course, his first thing was, where do we eat? And I said, in the car, like Sonic, I'll bring your food out. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, but I basically turned my upstairs into my own studio. So, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And he rolled with it. <laughs> when you're a guy and you get married, you learn very early, to There's some things you're going to come home and there's going to be some strange shit. And <laughs> it's just better off not to ask questions. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's worked out so far. I don't pay rent at a space. You know, it's cozy, I think, here. I've tried to make it cozy. I mean, you can have drinks, appetizers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did a bachelorette party one night here. I think there was 10 ladies here, and they had fireball and... Appetizers and all kinds of fun, and the limo, the limo came and picked them up, and they went to eat, and then went and hit the bars. So, nice. yeah, I mean, they had a nice little time. Good, that's good. <laughs> that's service, by the way. That is service. Proper service. 
It is. Service. Yeah. So the when you do because it is part of it is the cause. Um, do they? Is there any? I guess the, there's no charity they won't. They're not the kind of company that tells you what this is no. the list of charities that we nope. will be associated with. So blah, nope. you know, blah blah blah. They don't do that. And a lot of companies when they say, "Oh, we're going to give, you know, ten percent of sales, or we're going to give this much of sales," you know, like in reality, you're only they're only giving like ten cents. Like yeah. we give right off the top before anything else. We give it right off the top. We've done. Um, like I said, we did domestic violence. When I did my trip in Maui, we um, adopted a shelter down there, and we all shipped over items for that shelter. I mean, it was a huge table. Um, we've done, it's called, um, I think it's called RBI. So it was with Major League Baseball and inner city kids. So we gave them bats, balls, gloves, shoes, anything that they needed for their city sports equipment we've done you know food banks and feeding the homeless um during covid we've worked with veterans um we worked with the boston philharmonic um the youth symphony we gave them ten thousand dollars so they could get instruments and travel and whatever they needed so there's no charity out there that we're not going to help support but we get we get a voice in it we get a say in it that's the cool part is that we get to decide just like our trips, we get to decide where we want to go. You want to go to Mexico, Maui, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. You know, most companies say, we're going on this incentive trip here. This company, you get a voice. That's the cool part. He listens. A lot of CEOs don't listen, and he knows you by name. Yeah, that's that's impressive. That is, that's quite impressive. I mean, we have access to him. Like, I have a cell phone, messenger... You know, I mean, we have access to him and his wife 24-7, which a lot of CEOs, you don't know who they are. Yeah, you barely even see them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah, that is that is nice. That is definitely nice. And they're just super nice people. I mean, you know, they sent flowers when my dad passed away, and um, they're just down-to-earth people. They've got six kids, I think, so... Oh, yeah. They live in Utah, and yeah. Utah. Yeah. They're there for tax reasons. Every direct sales there is for tax reasons. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. to my understanding, and I could be totally way off base on this, but Utah doesn't tax, doesn't have a corporate tax. Correct. So a lot of businesses put their headquarters in Utah mm-hmm. so they don't have to pay that corporate tax on the state level. Yep. Saves them a lot of money. Yep, and I think Texas has something like that too. Because I follow a lot of influencers and there's a guy named Hank and Henry um, and he had his stuff based in LA and he actually moved to Texas, um, his business um, because of like taxes and it was just um, cheaper for his company that way too. So I mean, Texas is the new America. Yeah, it is. They, really? they don't give a fuck in Texas. <laughs> no, they don't. Texas is the only state that somebody there will give you a gun when you move. <laughs> you come to Texas, you immigrate to Texas, you get a gun. Welcome to Texas. Welcome to go. Texas. Here's a gun. <laughs> it's probably true. It's very true. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Frank's old work was based out of Dallas, Texas. So yeah, Texas is has its own economy. 
Yeah. Like, when they talk about the U.S. economy, then they talk about Texas. <laughs> because it literally has its own economy. That's crazy. It's got its own ports. It's got... It, Texas is the only state in the Union. And I could be wrong about this, too. But my understanding is that Texas is the only state in the Union that can actually fly the state flag higher on a flagpole than the American flag because they were once a sovereign nation. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. They joined the United States, and they went from a country to a state. Huh. So that's why when you hear everybody all the time say, you know, Texas will be the first to go, well, they've already got, it's all set up that way. They've got their own National Guard. They've got their own, I mean, that's why they say don't mess with Texas. Because they were their own thing. That's crazy. The California was the same way, but I don't think they had quite... Basically, if the state said, like, it's the Republic of California, it's the Republic of Texas, Uh they're their own separate entity. They just joined up. Huh. And that's how that... That's crazy. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, California's all fucked up, but I mean... Oh, we know that. Yeah. That, That place is a mess. Yeah. A hot mess. Well, the whole country's going... Starting to be a hot mess. It is. Yeah. I think my dad used to say hell in a handbasket. Yeah, I mean Texas may be the savior <laughs> for everyone. Everybody's it's got any sense is probably gonna end up there. <laughs> it's so hot though. Not any hotter than here though, I think. The humidity kills us here, I think. Yeah, it's about the same in Texas. I I used to my uncle used to live in Texas. We used to go down there every once in a while and it was about the same. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just, I can't deal with the heat anymore. Yeah, the, the state of, yeah, the state of events in, in this country are going to hell. That's why Truth. we do this show. Talk to people. <laughs> Something we don't do anymore. We don't talk to anybody anymore. Well, no. Well, no, they don't want you to talk to anybody anymore. How it's by design. I'm convinced of that. It's by design. Because, like, learning about what you do. And who you are. And, like, I do podcasting. Like, and to a lot of people, this is crazy. You know? And, but like anything else, I know a lot of interesting people. Why not talk to them about what makes them interesting? And see, I think this is fun. Like, you meet new people. It's like the bridal thing. You're meeting new people. You're getting their perspective. You know, you're able to voice your opinion on the podcast. I mean... You're giving out information that maybe somebody didn't didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a good outlet. Well, yeah, and that's why we put the explicit uh, <laughs> label on it. Um, just because I wanted people to be able to say whatever they wanted to say. Because I'm an F-bomb mom. Yeah. Like, like I just, like, I dropped the F-bomb Yeah, because most, most things in my life, you know, if... If someone had to read my eulogy, I would want Sam Jackson to do it because my life <laughs> requires the use of the word motherfucker. It just does. He has a great voice, though, too. Like, I love him and just the way he talks. He has a great voice. Yeah, if I ever become a Make-A-Wish kid, that's what, that's what my <laughs> wish is. When I, when I kick the bucket, have Sam Jackson. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're just having record it so we can play it. That's funny. And go from there. Too funny. Yeah. So yeah, and that, that's kind of what you know we're we're doing here at the pod with the show and with the podcast. And 
real people, everyday people doing what makes them interested, or talking about what makes them interested. You know, I do a podcast. You know, it's, it's what I like to do. It's like I said, it's fun. Uh, I've been told that I'm very good at talking to people. So, I I would agree with that statement. Yeah, I, and I like talking to people. So I'm a people person. So you my are. That's so what my wife tells me. You are a people person. So, you know, and we don't, as a society, we're not um, really doing that anymore. We don't talk to anybody. We stare at our phones. And how do you communicate in 200 characters? That's horseshit. And... Things can get miscommunicated, misconstrued on a text. People can get their feelings hurt. Yeah, and if I'm going to hurt your feelings, I'd rather do it to your face and you can fill out my butthurt report and we can talk about it on the next show. Same here. Yeah. I have no filter. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honest. I will tell you how I feel. (laughs) Well... Let's tell everybody your socials so they know where to find you, how to contact you, how to hire you. So my website is www.manifestingbeautybyamy.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram is manifestingbeautybyamy1. So you can follow me on social or check out my website. Nice. And I will put all of her socials and website information in the description of this show uh, when we publish it. Hopefully that will... Uh, be successful this time Um, (laughs) since somehow or another we lost the whole damn thing last time so darn it yeah yeah it was a giant shit show (laughs) all good all good (laughs) I haven't been that pissed off at anything in a long time that phone almost went out the window I really can't wait until I can get the studio set up and I can actually do it on a real computer so we can do more than an hour because we're kind of limited to an hour yeah, I would totally come back. This is so fun. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there be a lot of changes, but uh, we didn't do a show last week because we just didn't. We were figuring, sorting out our technical difficulties. <laughs> so uh, we'll get this published and out. Today is Friday. I will try to have it published uh, tonight, maybe tomorrow, depending on what happens. And um, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.